welcome to Melbourne Theatre Company's 2015 season. A mix of great new Australian work, hits from New York and London, Hitchcock's Hollywood thriller North by Northwest and two 20th century masterpieces, Endgame by Samuel Beckett and Harold Pinter's Betrayal. Hello, I'm Fiona Gruber and here to talk about the first half of the year is the company's artistic director Brett Shee, actor Jane Turner, writer Aidan Fennessy and director Sam Strong. January kicks off with a comedy from London's West End, Jumpy by April DeAngelis, directed by Pamela Rabe and starring the inimitable Jane Turner. Here's Brett. Who's not a fan of Jane Turner? She began her professional stage career at Melbourne Theatre Company with a play called Blabbermouth some years ago. We're thrilled to have her back on stage and especially thrilled that this is the pairing of Jane with the great Pamela Rabe. And what she and Jane do together with this play, I think, will be dynamite. It really is one of the funniest plays to come out of the West End, I think, in the past decade. A fantastic mother-daughter relationship play, incredibly contemporary and a wonderful way to start the year. And Jane's pretty wrapped too. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So how's your cut class English accent or are you a little bit South London? I'm not very South London. I think I'm going to go a little bit... Uh, you know, love actually. And uh, yes, my character I play in Jumpy is, uh, her name is Hilary and she's a foxy 50-something mum of a teenage daughter who's a bit wild. She's going through some troubled times in her marriage. There's uh, comedy, there's pathos, there's poignancy. Have you and Pamela Rabe worked together before? No, I'm so excited because I've long admired her. I think she's a genius and um, on stage and uh, we've had some big chats about the play and she's totally on my wavelength and I very much respect her as a a theatre practitioner so I'm very excited to be working with her. Fantastic and Jumpy by April DeAngelis opens the 2015 season on the 31st of January. The second cab off the rank is Aidan Fennessy's play based on Tim Rogers' album What Rhymes With Cars and Girls. First of all, I asked Brett about the production. This is the musical that almost is an MTC kind of invention I feel. I love hearing that. I've been in love with the Tim Rogers album, What Rhymes With Cars and Girls, for many years. I think it's really part of the consciousness of of Australian music and the psyche of Australian music lovers. And he and Aidan Fennessy uh, have now crafted it into a beautiful boutique musical. It's it's part road trip. Uh, It's a boy from the wrong side of the tracks meets girl from the right side of the tracks love story. Uh, all the conflicts that they that throws up in terms of class divide and so on, and a really good analysis, I think, of contemporary Australia. And another very special thing about this production is it's being directed by Claire Watson, and this is Claire's MTC main stage debut. And Claire was one of the 12 participants of the MTC's Women Directors Program. Here's Aidan Fennessy. What I love about Tim Rogers, uh, which is what a lot of people love about Tim Rogers, I think, is... Um, and especially about the record, what rhymes with cars and girls. It it kind of it's a record where the songs talk about love, um, but they talk about them in all its various complexities and difficulties, and um, it's it's not simplified in any way, shape, or form. Plus, he has a fantastic turn of phrase and a beautiful voice, and you know, just love his guts. That's Aidan Fennessy, who wrote what rhymes with cars and girls, which opens on the thirteenth of February. Brett, tell us a bit about how you put the season together. Everything's been written since 1950, and I suppose the most classic of those plays must be Endgame by Samuel Beckett. It is, and it's a work that I've loved for a long time. To me, it's one of 
Beckett's three greatest works being Godot, Happy Days and Endgame. It was a work that both Colin Friels and Sam Strong, the director, were deeply passionate about doing together. In fact, the conversation about this play, I think, began about one and a half to two years ago. So we're thrilled to have it on stage and to have Beckett back on stage, I think, after 25 years. Director Sam Strong has been dying to do this play for years. Um, It's very easy for me to talk about Endgame because Endgame is on my directorial bucket list Um, and Endgame is kind of at at, at the top. It's Beckett's best work Uh, and that's saying something when you're talking about an artist who is one of the defining artists of the the 20th century. Uh, I think this is his defining work. Uh, it's, It's his darkest, it's his most... Uh, pure uh, and I think it's also his funniest work Uh, and I think that's one thing that we're particularly keen or one thing that we are keen to pick up in the production is the comedy or the humour that's in it Uh, I think Beckett can sometimes get a bad rap because people sort of play him uh, or approach the performance of him in a way that's kind of all about existential angst uh, and a kind of profundity of ideas. Uh, yes, that's true, but I think it's also true that, that Beckett occasionally does that with a bit of a mischievous wink. How would, how would you sum it up? It's a four-hander? Beckett's a very, very hard writer to synopsize because on, on the one level, kind of nothing happens in Beckett. Uh, it's sort of nothing happened twice in Godot, kind of nothing happens once <laughs> in Endgame, but it does deal with that tension between you know, the key characters, Ham, uh, who is a blind kind of tyrant, I suppose, who's reduced to a wheelchair, and someone who may or may not be his son, uh, a character called Clove, who can stand but can't sit. Uh, and then the other two characters are Ham's parents, Nag and Nell, um, who are kind of famously one of these kind of great Beckett images uh, confined to two dustbins. So you have these kind of people who are in classic Beckettian dependent relationships, um, and I think Beckett captures that as well as anyone, but sort of dials it up to 11. So that's Endgame, Samuel Beckett's brilliant play that opens on the 21st of March, runs till the 25th of April. Sam Strong, thanks very much. My pleasure. Thank you. Now, an Australian premiere, The Waiting Room by Carly Transon. This is an extraordinary Melbourne story and an extraordinary Australian story where medical and scientific maverick Dr Alan Transon, who was uh, Melbourne's IVF pioneer, uh, he struggled through barrier after barrier in the 70s to actually get IVF not only developed but also accepted. Uh, and there were religious barriers, there were social barriers, obviously there were scientific barriers as well. And incredibly, Alan's daughter, Kylie, is a playwright. And this is the story of her father's life, but also partly her life. It's quite a complex piece. It's beautifully multi-layered. Uh, there are parallel stories of couples before, during and after IVF. Uh, Jesus and Aristotle both make an appearance in the play. And it does deal with all those issues of science, religion, feminism, control over one's body and, and multiple social complexities. And another terrific element uh, is that Naomi Edwards will be directing this and Naomi is another alumnus of the Women Directors Programs and it will be starring Aaron Pedersen as Dr Alan Trounson. And that opens on the 15th of May, The Waiting Room by Kylie Trounson. Now, I've always been a Hitchcock fan and I'm incredibly excited by North by Northwest that you're actually putting on a stage version. Yeah, this is the result of... of probably two years of negotiation, particularly with Warner Brothers, uh, who own the film and the rights in the film. No authorised stage adaptation has ever been done. Simon Phillips, my predecessor as artistic director of MTC, has been very keen to do it, with Carolyn Burns doing the adaptation, and they've come up with 
an astonishing adaptation. What, what I love about it is they have found in the film or in the screenplay an incredibly theatrical vocabulary as opposed to its very obvious cinematic vocabulary. So this is, is really a very special work. Obviously, because Warner Brothers are involved, the intention is that this will have a national and international life uh, beyond its premiere with us next year. And it, it's such a wonderful film. It's a thriller, it's a comedy, spy story, murder mystery, all rolled into one. And I don't want to give too much away uh, before people see it, but the kind of theatrical conventions, tricks, style, which dominate the work are absolutely ingenious and I think audiences are going to be bowled over by it. And I noticed it's not been cast yet. (laughs) Hey, if you feel like Cary Grant, just contact Brett. Um, And that opens in June, uh, 1st of June. And... um, and then you've got Birdland by Simon Stevens. He's an Olivia Award-winning playwright, isn't he? And uh, it stars Mark Leonard Winter, who is uh, well known from his Black Lung Theatre Company productions. Yeah, look, Mark's going to be incredible in this work. This is, this is the great contemporary rock star play. Uh, it deals with a central character, Paul, who really is one of the most narcissistic, nihilistic, and fame-infected souls, I think, who has ever graced uh, a theatre stage. It's an extraordinary piece. Simon Stevens, I think, is, is one of the handful of, of truly great writers of our time. Uh, and I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that. He first came into my orbit round about 2009 when I was in Festival Land, and he'd written a play that dealt with the 7-7 terrorist bombings in London, and it was called Pornography. I've been in love with his work ever since. He's had hit after hit after hit. Currently on the West End is his gorgeous adaptation of the Mark Haddon book, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. And this is his newest play, Birdland. It's just had a triumphant season at the Royal Court, and we're thrilled to be having the Australian premiere of it here, directed by our own associate director, Letitia Caceres. Brett, she thanks very much indeed. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And Birdland opens on June the 6th. So that's the first half of the year. The second half of the season is covered in podcast two. To find out more and to book tickets, check out our website at mtc.com.au or phone us on 03 86 88 0800.